Chapter 27 of What the White Race May Learn from the Indian by George Wharton James. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 27 Visiting the Indians. Occasionally I meet with people who would like to visit real Indians in their real homes, not the dressed up Indians in a maid home, like those of the Midway Plaisance of the World's Fair or of a Wild West show, and they ask me how they can do so. To the ordinary traveler of today, who requires all the comforts of a Pullman and a dining car, and who is not willing to forgo them for the hardships of a camping out trip, my advice is don't, although the hardships are more so in name than in fact. If one likes old clothes, fresh air, the great outdoors, lots of sunshine, desert roads, and meals al fresco, sleeping at night under the stars. This is just the country for such things. Given a good team, a careful driver who can cook frontier style, and an agreeable traveling companion, and you will have a new thrill, no matter what the weather is. Five dollars a day each person will cover average cost of outfit, meals extra. Yet there are some Indians who may be seen without leaving the luxuries of our modern civilization. Two great railway systems in our southwest pass through the regions where live the Indians to whom I have referred in the foregoing pages. These are popularly known as the Santa Fe and the Southern Pacific. In crossing the continent from Chicago to the Pacific coast on the Santa Fe route, one strikes the Indian country, to which I refer, about half a day before reaching Albuquerque, New Mexico. Here is what might be termed the heart of the Pueblo Indian country. The word Pueblo is Spanish for town, so the name merely means the stay-at-home town Indians, as distinguished from the nomad or wandering tribes of the great plateaus. At Albuquerque one may see, in Fred Harvey's collection in the mission-style depot, a rare and precious gathering of Indian baskets, blankets, silverware, etc., that is one of the finest in the West. It ranks with the highest and was largely gathered and placed under the personal direction of Dr. George A. Dorsey, the eminent ethnologist of the Field Columbian Museum. Nearly all the Pueblos may be reached with this city as a radiating center, though Taos and the Indian villages of the northern Rio Grande Valley are more accessible from Santa Fe. Isleta and Laguna are passed a few miles further west. A three hours' drive from Laguna, by way of the enchanted Mesa, brings you to the sky city of Acoma. Zuni is a day's stage ride south of Gallup, New Mexico. At Winslow, or Canyon Diablo, Arizona, one may leave the railway for the seventy or ninety mile ride across the Painted Desert to the region of the Hopis, the snake-dancing Indians to whom I have often referred. At Williams, a little further west, on the branch line to the Grand Canyon, one may visit the Avasupai, and at Kingman, the Wallapai. 
At Needles on the Colorado River, the boundary line between Arizona and California, one may see the Mojaves, and on the river, reached by boat from Needles, some forty miles below, are the Chemoevis. In California, on the San Diego branch of the Santa Fe, one may reach various villages of Mission Indians, Pala, Rincon, and several others from Oceanside, and San Isabel, Mesa Grande, Los Coyotes, etc., from San Diego, by team to Warner's Ranch. Saboba is reached in the San Joaquinto branch, and Temecula on the Temecula branch. The Santa Fe Passenger Department publishes a beautifully illustrated and well-written book on the Indians of the Southwest, and it is well worth sending fifty cents to their general offices in Chicago for a copy. The Southern Pacific also passes through a country where many Indians reside. The Apaches are reached from several of their Arizona stations, and the Pimas and Maricopas from Phoenix. At Aztec, a stage takes one to Palomas, where an interesting band of Apaches are to be seen. The Indian reservation for the Yumas is just across the railway bridge at Zuma, and from Mecca, near the Salton Sea, one may reach the desert Indian villages of Martinez, Agua Dulce, Santa Rosa, etc. Palm Springs is the station for the Palm Springs Indians, five miles away, and at Porterville, north of Los Angeles, one starts for the drive to the Yokuts and other basket-making Indians. This brief chapter makes no pretense to full treatment. It is merely a suggestion of help to those who wish to follow the Indian to his real home. End of chapter 27